Halfswing Shinty podcast, where we review and preview the Shinty from all over Scotland with a weekly co-host. In the week where Greenwich councillors set out to see how far he could get from the centre of London in a day using only buses, there was some great Shinty. And to discuss just how far his Canusi side have come, as well as the rest of the Shinty, this week it's John Gibson. John, how are you keeping? Have you finally recovered from the weekend? And what's the longest bus journey you've ever been on? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm well, thanks, Aaron. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a good weekend. Uh, so I think the boys are, are finally uh, recovered now. Uh, I was a bit quicker because uh, a bit older than them and <laughs> not not uh, not up to the partying that they do. That's for sure. So uh, no, it's good good weekend. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad. Longest to... bus journey. Longest bus journey. God, uh, I would have to be. With myself and Ronald, this must be five, six years ago now anyway, ended up going with the second team to Stornoway to play a cup tie. <laughs> and uh, we left at, I think, about 6am, if even maybe even before then, and uh, and got back about 3 on the Sunday morning. So uh, it was a particularly long long bus journey, if I remember. I think Ronald got a dead leg in the game as well, so... <laughs> What made it even longer was having to listen to him <laughs> whinging. Well, you know. So uh, yeah, tough one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, did you win? I guess that would have that would have sped we it up won. a bit. We won. Yeah, yeah, we won. I can't remember what the score was. Six two or something like that. Yeah. Um, actually, managed to get a couple of goals myself that day. So oh, it was, uh, I'm sure it would have been. I'm sure it would have been just as long a bus journey for Ronald having to hear you talk about the goals. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, not just the bus journey. I bring it up constantly. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay, so basically what we normally do to sort of kick off the podcast is just review the previous week's results, but rather than go through them individually one by one, um, I'm just going to ask you for three things. I'm going to ask you who you think had the result of the week, who you think had the shock of the week, and who your player of the match was in you know, the Canusi game at the weekend. Um, what I have said is that you can't use the appointed man of the match because I think that's a bit of a cop-out. I want to hear who your man of the match is and what I definitely don't want to hear, which I'm anticipating, is, oh, we're such a good team, there's no individuals who's really stood out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll start off with you tell me who you think had the result of the week last week. Yeah, let's have a look at the, the results over the weekend there. And I think I think a good result was uh, was Kilmali's win after, uh, without sounding... Uh, without sending too cheeky after coming off the defeat against us to uh, to bounce back with a with a, a good win um, and two goals for Stuart Carlson. I think he'll be a I think he'll be an important player for them and uh, and a good acquisition. Uh, but uh, but yeah I was I was quite happy to see them uh, coming back with a win there because you know tough to tough to get beaten the way they did against us mm-hmm. and I, you know I think they're I think they're a better team than than that scoreline would suggest. And uh, yeah, yeah, good result for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think uh, they've had a couple of results this season, which you know was were a bit of a shock in terms of the sort of magnitude of the defeat, obviously against you guys. And I think they had a tough match against Fort William as well, um, where they ended up losing fairly heavily. So no, it's good to see them back on the on the winning streak. Although <laughs> I guess Sky won't be thinking that. But um, what what can you do? Um, in terms of shock of the week, uh, what do you think for that, uh, John? Well, perhaps, uh, perhaps not for Caberfe, but uh, Caberfe against Bewley, uh, I thought that was a, a strong result for for Cabers, five uh, two at Bewley, and Bewley have been going particularly well. Unlucky to to miss out to to Kyle's the week before, so mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was 
perhaps not a shock, but uh, but a, a really good result for Cabrafey coming back onto a better form, and I think uh, I think getting Blair Morrison back obviously makes a, a big difference for them, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're looking more like the the team we've been used to seeing over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. I was afraid you were going to mention this one. The last couple of pods been quite nice because folk have been saying, "Oh, the shock of the week, Bueller winning again." Yeah, um, unfortunately that you know all good things must come to an end. Um, yeah, I think you're you're definitely right about Blair. I mean, having a player of that sort of quality um, out of the team obviously hurts the team a lot. Um, but you could see see the difference when he stepped back in. So yeah, disappointing on a personal level, but uh, yeah, no fair play to to the guys at Cabers and obviously Craig Morrison hitting four goals is is extremely impressive as always. But you just sort of grow used to that over time. Uh, that's the sort of player he is. Um, okay, moving on to sort of talk about your player of the match in the Canusi game. Um, now, what I've, <laughs> I've uh, sort of laid out the ground rules of what I don't want to hear, but I'm sure I'll hear it anyway. But what, <laughs> who do you think was the player of the no, match? I might surprise you here. No, I'm quite happy to talk about uh, our better players and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, and it varies match to match. But I thought on thought on Saturday, our our other best player. Uh, other than Ryan, who I must say, when we were there was three or four of us on the bench, and we all in the last five minutes of the game, we all looked at each other and said, "Who's your man of the match?" And uh, and we all said Ryan. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, it's it's quite unusual that uh, it's not obvious, but it, it's quite unusual that we all everyone picks the same same guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, moving on from that, I would have said our, our next best player would have been Hutch at full centre. I thought he did. I thought he did really well. Uh, in, in tough conditions, and uh, it's when he tends to tends to shine is when uh, you know things are things are a little bit difficult. It's not the best playing surface, but you know he then comes into his own in situations like that. And I thought he had a very good game, and of course for for Kyle's Andy King was was outstanding mm-hmm. as as he tends to be, particularly against us. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought he did really well, and. Uh, and defensively, they were strong. Callum Miller, Scott McDonald, they all had good performances for for Kyle's. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, quite a few tends to be tended to be defensive players. I think on Saturday tended to be the ones that stood out. I thought Robert Maven for us again was excellent, but uh, but yeah, the not a day for the, the silkiest of shinty. Hmm. But, uh, but yeah, some good defensive performances all around. Really. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's very fair and a, a pretty honest assessment of the match. Um, to maybe go on and talk about the match more generally, what I normally ask is for the guys to talk me through the match from start to finish because the reality is, you know, I won't have seen it because it's going to be the other end of the country. Luckily, I was uh, I was actually at this game um, and it's obviously on TV, so a lot of the listeners would have uh, would have uh, watched it as well. But um, that being said, just could you just give me a feel of what what the match was like from the start to the end for you? Yeah, again, it's it's. There's been a few seasons, a few games this year where we're maybe not playing. Obviously, we're not playing Kyle's in the league, so this is our first encounter with them for for two years. And uh, there's that. There's always that sort of uncertainty and unknown of what you're you're coming up against. So maybe a bit of nerves uh, from our point of view, a little bit unsettled. But I actually thought we started. Having said that, I thought we started really well. Uh, James Faulkner getting on the end of a. Uh, you know, kind of going in on top of the goalkeeper early on and, and finishing nicely, and that that did settle us down a little bit. So I think 
you know, maybe maybe we didn't go on and, and score the extra goals that would have made the first half more comfortable. But I think the signs were there. I think John White had three or four excellent saves in the first half. So while the scoreline didn't uh, didn't flatter us, it was you know it was a it was a good start, and we were quite we, we did play with uh, a little bit more confidence after that in the lead up to half time. So I think in the first half, I can only really remember one uh, one clear cut chance for Colin McDonald, which uh, which he, he put past the post luckily, but uh, but other than that, I don't think they really threatened too much. And uh, had a bit of possession, but without without looking too much like they were going to score goals. So so we were quite happy going in at half time, uh, as we always are. To be honest, if we go in at half time, level or a goal to the good, then uh, we always feel that in the second half we're gonna we're gonna get better, and uh, and that tends to be the case. But we're not the quickest starters, so uh, so yeah, if we can get in, as I say. Into half time, in a comfortable position, then you know we're we're quite happy. So that's, that's the way it proved to be. The second goal took a little bit longer to come. Uh, Keith McPherson again getting on the end of a, a, a sort of flowing move, and he was the first man in on top of the goalkeeper, which says a lot when that's a that's a wing centre, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, says a, says a bit about our fitness and a, a bit about our pressing that uh, that he was in that position to to score that goal, um, and then from there. You know, we finished off with another couple of goals. Uh, Lee Bain getting the fourth, and uh, and that was particularly pleasing. He's had a tough, tough uh, couple of seasons with injury, and uh, for him to get to get back to fitness at this time of the season is great for him. And to, to get himself a goal was we were all we were all delighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was a good game, and it was uh, although it wasn't uh, you know a sort of. Um... A performance in which you know you were maybe your swashbuckling best and scoring loads of goals, free flowing shinty. It was it was certainly was a dominant performance uh, just in terms of controlling the game. I felt uh, so. No, that was uh, that was good to see and, and congratulations again. Um, after you guys scored inside six minutes, and I know you mentioned that you're maybe not the the quickest of starters. Um, I think a lot of us were sort of feeding the worst for what this could turn into. You know, especially on the back of uh, the Kilmali game the week before. Um, were you surprised by Kyle's resilience following that, and were you a little bit disappointed you didn't necessarily capitalise on that early goal? Not really. Uh, weren't really surprised because I think uh, Kyle's defensive strengths are, are pretty evident for all to see. Callum Miller uh, and uh, John White particularly all seems to have a good game against us. So uh, you know we knew we knew it was going to be tough, and they've also got Andy King in there as well. Scott McDonald coming back from injury and playing with a what's believed to be a well, I think it's a broken hand he's got, and uh, you know he actually put in a great performance considering considering what he's come through. So no, not surprised. Uh, obviously, we would have, we would have liked to to get a few more goals, and had it not been for three or four excellent saves, you know, as I say, it could have been we could have been in at halftime three four nil up, uh, and it perhaps would have been a different game in the second half, but. But we didn't, so uh, credit to them and and their defending. Uh, but you know that's the way these games go. It's a cup final, so you know there's, it's very very rare that uh, that cup finals are anything other than than a sort of tight affair. So uh, so no, I weren't surprised at all. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, obviously, first uh, bit of silverware in the bag for this season. Uh, still unbeaten so far this season. Is it out of the question for this Canucci side to be invincible, score the full season without losing a game? 
uh, Invincibles thing. That's a bit that's a bit football for me. Don't really like that kind of chat. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, aside from that, we've got we've got ten or potentially ten games to play if if we if we stay in the cups, the two cups that are left. So ten games is not out of the question, but it's not something we really think about. Uh, winning winning all of these games. Uh, including the league games, doesn't uh, doesn't in itself, you know, give us anything. Being going through a season without without losing doesn't necessarily make, mean you win all the trophies anyway. So, uh, yeah, as long as we sorry, as long as we win the trophies, I'm not too worried about uh, some of the league games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't we don't think about the whole season as a as a whole. We just break it into sections, break it into cups, break it into league games. I take them all one at a time and, and see how we go, but uh, but yeah, there's not uh, there's no there's no we don't prioritise anything. We mm-hmm. we give we give everything and even and even hand mm-hmm. uh, whether it's McTavish or the Scottish or the league, you know all these games are are treated exactly the same with the same level of respect. And I wouldn't it's a dangerous game getting into saying well we're gonna we're gonna give more to one trophy than the other. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah. We try to treat them all equally. Absolutely. Um, there really is an embarrassment of riches in that can you see forward line. How do you manage to formulate a winning game plan um, with so many different options, so many different ways that you could go about it? Uh, I, I don't know. For me, for me, Shint is a fairly simple game. And when you've got players, uh, players like we have, you know our front four particularly they're, they're all they all play a very similar style but they've all got very they've all got slightly different attributes and they've played together from a, from a very young age you know primary school under 14s under 17s they're all you know they've all played together i know roddy and rudy are obviously a couple of years younger than than savio but uh, but you know when they get into under 14s under 17s they played a lot of shinty together then in the second team and then into the first team so they understand each other's games particularly well and now now all four of them are scoring goals eh, pretty regularly James Faulkner started adding well top goal scorer this year and started adding eh, that to his game so you know it's particularly difficult for teams to pin down four goal scorers if you've got one or two it can be it's pretty obvious who you're going to mark in a game so I wouldn't fancy teams having to having to decide who they're going to prioritise in our forward line. It's mm-hmm. if if you if you pin down two of them, the other two are probably going to do the damage. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it's that's great for us. It makes it difficult for the opposition. But you know, there's no there's no secret tactics or anything anything fancy. We we the guys, you know, work with what they've got. They play a particular style of shinty, and as I say, it's it's not football. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um... Okay, we'll maybe come on to some more questions later in the podcast, but just now we're going to go into the predictions for the week ahead segment. Um, so basically, I'm just going to go through each game individually, and you can tell me who you think is going to win. Um, yeah. Some people feel brave and give me a scoreline. Others just say who's going to win. Absolutely up to you what you want to do. Uh, so yeah. we're going to start off with the first Telecoms Kamina Cup semi-final, and that's between Kinloch Shield and Kyle's Athletic at Tainalt. Well... As you would imagine, with a with a semi-final, it's uh, I can see this one being being very tight. I don't think the the venue is is, is going to have much to do with it. Both teams having to travel, so I think Shield might just edge this one. 
Yeah, I think they've got Connor Cormac back. I'm not sure about Mark McDonald. I think he might still be out, but uh, I think they might just have enough, uh, certainly going forward, to, to trouble Kyle's. But if, I'd be surprised if there's more than a goal or two in it. It will be particularly tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't see it being particularly high scoring either. But, uh, but having said that, I'll probably end up six, 8 6 or something. <laughs> It's a, it's a semi-final, it's live on TV, so 8-6 suits us down to the ground, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, fancy being a manager in a game like that. No, no absolutely but, not. But no, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think Kyle's, have, Kyle's have got a few issues, obviously, with uh, with injury and availability, so um, it'll depend on how they can get themselves, say, uh, organised. But, but yeah, they've, they're... You know, they showed on Saturday. They're they're still up for a fight, and they'll they'll give it everything. So I don't see there being much in it. But if I had to if I had to give up an assessment, possibly Shield. Okie doke. Thanks very much for that. Um, we'll go to the cottages.com McTavish cap now. Levitt are going to welcome Glen Ackert. How do you see this one going? Um, I think this one will be it's hard to see anything other than a than a love it win and relatively comfortably. Um, so yeah, that's where I'd go. They've, they're, they're going well at the moment. They've got a full squad. I don't think they've any injuries to uh, no serious injuries certainly to, to worry about. So yeah, we think that Lovett would handle this one quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, the Glasgow Celtic Society cap has a match as well. You're probably not quite very familiar with Balahulish, but they will be welcoming Oban Kamenakt. Have you got any ideas on this one? Yeah, I mean again, Oban just coming off the back of of. Uh, of their loss at the weekend, there uh, they'll be they'll be hurting a bit, so they'll be looking to get back to back on winning ways. And again, I can't see anything other than a, a an open victory there, and again, probably relatively comfortably. Uh, again, that's maybe been a bit harsh on Balaulish, but I haven't haven't seen much of them. But I just think uh, I think Oban will be too strong there. Yeah, I think that would sort of fall in line with the wider expectations. Um... Maui Senior League A, Fort William will be welcoming Lechaber for a derby at Unaired. Yeah, local derby again, so probably quite a good one to watch. It should be quite tasty. Lochaber had a good result there at the weekend, but again, mm-hmm. I would think, uh, or have had some good results in the last couple of weeks, but I think Fort William will be just too strong for them. So again, don't see much being in that one, maybe a goal or two, but uh, Fort William win for me on that. Absolutely. Um, now this is the one I've been dreading. Uh, we move into Maui Senior League B. Uh, my Beely are going to welcome your Kinesi, um to Braveview Park. How do you see this one going? Well, Bewley all the way. Oh no, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one because uh, Bewley just had a they've had some good results and then just come off the back of of a, a of a defeat there. So. Uh, They'll be again. They'll be stinging a bit. They'll be looking to bounce back. They're a good young team. So and at home they'll be they'll be tough to tough to break down. I'm sure. Uh, but hopefully we can we can do the business and and uh, and score a few goals in the process. But uh, but no weather looks good for the weekend. So looking forward to a nice dry pitch this week and hopefully hopefully that will be a good game. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, just from from a sort of Bewley perspective, I think the players are quite excited about it as 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 you should be. You know, you want to test yourself against the top teams in the sport, so that's good. Uh, as a fan, I don't think excitement's the word I would necessarily use. I think I'm a bit more trepidation, but uh, we'll wait and see what comes of that. And uh, no, it's just good to be it's good to be back playing shinty full stop. So um, whatever comes, uh, will will come. Um, local rivals Newton Moore. 
Uh, go- Again, uh, Newmore haven't had a game for a couple of weeks now, and, uh, and Cabra's just come off a good result of the weekend there, and they've got Blair back, uh, black at full back. So I can see this one maybe being a bit of a shock, and I think I think it might be it might be a Cabra's win, but uh, there was only a goal in it. I think uh, started last month, and that was without Blair in the team. So. I think that Blair might make the difference in this one, but again, I don't think there'll be much in it, so uh, could go either way. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see just how how sort of far they can kick on now that Blair's back. Um, and the last sort of game to tie up the predictions for the week ahead is Glasgow Midorgail versus Aberdour in the Maui Senior League C. Yeah, I think uh, I can't see past GMA in that one. I think they'll be they'll be too strong for Aberdour. Uh, although I think GMA have struggled to field the team last week, so uh, so I don't know what their, their issues are down there. But uh, but no, if they if they get a team on the park, I think they'll be they'll be too strong in that one for for Aberdour. Okie doke. Thank you very much for that, John. That's the predictions oh. section done. We're- This podcast is sponsored by Tullock Homes, proud partners of the Kamenacht Association. Like the game of Shinty, Tullock Homes has strong Highland roots and a heritage going back over 95 years. The superior finishes and high quality fittings in every Tullock home, together with fresh contemporary interiors and energy saving features, mean you're assured of an attractive, well-built home. For a great choice of homes in the best locations in Scotland, simply search Tallah Homes online or follow them on social media. In terms of CA news this week, there's not a whole lot to report. Um, we just had the Artemis Macaulay Cup final last week, of course, which was a success. Our thanks go to the Macaulay Association for putting on that competition um obviously john is particularly happy with the result but it was a good game and a good day so many thanks go to them all focus now is on the telecoms camera cup the first semi-final is going to be taking place this saturday between kinloch shiel and kyles and levitt and canusi will contest the other semi-final the following saturday this is all in aid of trying to figure out who is going to be there on september 18th at Mossfield in Oban uh, when the 125th anniversary of the Telecoms Camera Cup takes place. You can get your tickets now and you have until this Friday to get an adult ticket 33% off so you can get it for just £10. Um, if you order it after Friday however that will rise to the standard charge which is £15. Still a great value deal when you consider you are seeing a sports premium cap competition. How do you buy tickets, you ask? You go to shinty.com. In the top right corner, you will see buy tickets. If you click this, it should take you to our Skiddle page. Otherwise, you can just search for the Telecoms Camera Cup Final on Facebook, and that will take you to a Facebook event where you can stay up to date with all the news to do with the Telecoms Camera Cup Final. The Cottages.com McTavish Cap semi-final draw was also made this week. However, it is still quite complex due to some previous round ties still needing to be played. As such, I'm not going to read it out on here. Uh, Instead, you can just find the full details of that at Shinty.com as well. If you have any questions or any suggestions for the pod, 
then please tweet us at Half Swing Podcast. We are always looking to improve. We're always looking for guests. Um, so yeah, just jump on and let us know what you think. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Just move on to ask you a few more questions before we tie up the podcast. Um, firstly, two Macaulay Caps, one Maui Premiership as a manager so far. Um, you'd said that you don't really want to prioritise any competition, but the Kamenaks must be in the back of your mind somewhere, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, next week we've got the, the semi-finals, so, uh, so we'll, we'll be working towards that this week, and that's what we'll be focusing on. Obviously, we've got a league game in the, in the meantime, but, uh, but yeah, the focus is now on, on that semi-final and, uh, and getting through that to the final. So, Absolutely, it's the it's the biggest it's the biggest trophy left, and uh, and we want to win it. So there's no no secrets there. We won't be we'll be doing everything we normally do. You know, I get, sometimes get a wee bit frustrated when people ask about you know you didn't you're now in a cup final as we were last week and what will you do differently? Well, nothing because we do we do what we do every week and that starts that started last year and throughout lockdown when we didn't have any games to play. So, you know, the guys work really, really hard. Their commitment's second to none, as far as I can see. The numbers of training are excellent. Guys very, very rarely miss a training session, and we do two a week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they focus on, on every game of Shindy, and they prepare in the same way for every game. So, you know, that's, well, we, well obviously the Kamak is the, the, the biggest trophy, and the one we want to win, you know, we, we, do, we do try and play the same way in every game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, how? Sorry, I have to take my apologies because I didn't actually send this question across. But um, how would it compare winning the Cameron Act to winning the league title in 2019? Which do you think would be the greater achievement? Oh, the league, undoubtedly, for me. Uh, uh, you know, a cup, whichever cup it is, is four games for for the uh, Premier League teams. So you know, to win, to win it. To win four games in the bounce is, is no mean feat, and it's it depends on on the draw and who you, who you come up against. So you know some years it can be a bigger achievement than others, but for us as a squad, as a as a very young squad, winning the league uh, two years ago was was by far the bigger achievement for us. Uh, for me personally, anyway, other people at the club might disagree, uh, but uh, but for me, the leagues the leagues the the biggest. Uh, the biggest indicator of, of where you are in the game and the best team wins the league that's that's just a, a matter of fact so uh, if you can win the league and you can win another couple of trophies then there's there's no debate about it if you win the league and somebody else wins three cups then there's always going to be a bit of a debate but for me you know the league, the league comes first if you can add a couple of cups to that then that's that's great but uh, ideally you win the league in the Scottish and, and uh, that's fantastic yeah, absolutely. Um, so last week, obviously, on the same day as your final, Oban Kamenak took on Lovett. Uh, Lovett progressed, and they're now through to the Telecoms Kamenak Cup semi-final where they will play Kinesi. Um How much confidence do you take from the Macaulay semi-final when you beat them 4-0? A bit. I mean, the players will, will obviously take, take a lot from that because it's... Uh, each game you play against them, it's obviously it's fresh in the memory, and and James Faulkner and these guys scoring some goals, they'll be they'll be delighted with that. They'll they'll have a bit of a buzz still going into the game, but 
it probably, in, in truth, probably bears little ref, little reflection on the, the game itself. We have to start again at nil nil, and and we have to get through the game. And we know love our tough opposition, been one of the, you know, our, probably our biggest opposition over the last uh, two or three years. So we know it's not going to be easy. We know it's going to be a, a big challenge for us, but uh, but one that the guys are definitely looking forward to. Yeah, for sure. Um, you sort of mentioned in your predictions that you thought maybe, if you had to say, Kinloch Shield would edge Kyle's. So by that logic, would you rather face Kyle's in the final? Or what do you think about that? Yeah, so that's, that's dangerous territory to get into saying who you'd, who you'd rather face. Uh, no, no. To be honest, we just want to get there. Uh, whether it's Kyle's, uh, uh, it, it doesn't make any difference to me. Kyle's or Kinloch Shield, whichever, would be a, would be a tough tough battle in the final and you know we won't start thinking about that until we've got past love it that's for sure because uh, that's that's our uh, immediate challenge and that's uh, there's that that's certainly not a given so you know we'll we'll be focusing on that game until till we're through it and then with a bit of luck we'll be then looking forward to a final but uh, yeah. i had a funny feeling you might say that but i thought i might as well try <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, don't get me on that one. <laughs> uh, in terms of the limit, the limitations for this Canusi side, can they go on and replicate the amazing Canusi teams we saw through the 90s and 2000s? I know that's a big ask, but this is a very young team who have been, you know, considerably successful over the last couple of years at least. A tough one. They can, but whether or not they all stick around together and, and, and keep this unit together long enough, who knows, work, families, family commitments, all these things come into it. And I think we were, you know, throughout that, the, the late 80s and through the 90s, we were very lucky that we had a, a very settled group of players and it, it didn't fluctuate too much. We, we got, you know, a player here or there. We managed to take in a couple of players every every couple of years just to, to keep the, the age of the team and... Uh, to keep the age of the team down and, and sort of blood new players. But, uh, but that's a difficult thing to do. And whether we can do that over the next five, ten years remains to be seen. So, you know, our, our kind of youth development over the next ten years would play a big part in that mm-hmm. and whether that's and whether that's even possible. But uh, but no, this group here have certainly got a big future if they want it. It's it's down to them how how much they they push on from here. And, and whatever they win, certainly over the, the next five years, beyond that's yeah difficult to see. Absolutely. Um, every week I've been asking this question, and I was actually going to take it out this week because everyone was just giving the same answer, Rory Kennedy, for who do you think the best player is in Shinty at the moment. I left it in this week because I thought I'm speaking to a Kinesi man, surely he's not going to say Rory Kennedy, but uh, who do you think is the best player in Shinty at the moment? For me, well, it's it's tough because I could come out with half a dozen names in all areas of the pitch. In uh, this season so far, for me, uh, Robert Mabin, the fullback, has been has been outstanding. I think he's been uh, he's been our best player this year. I would say in terms of uh, continuity and uh, sorry consistency. Uh, and then you know you look at the other end of the pitch and we've got James Faulkner, and it's difficult to compare the two of them. Uh, against each other because they both do completely different jobs but you know you could say either of those two and then you come then you look at guys say uh, Andy King at Kyle's he's a fantastic player what he does week in week out for them is is excellent 
Uh, I mean, there's so many, so many good players at other clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark McDonald at Kyle's, uh, sorry, Kyle at Kinloch Shield. I think he's an excellent player, and I think when he plays for for Shield, they're a, they're a different team. So you know, every every team has has you know a couple of candidates certainly, uh, and yeah, in different positions, it's difficult to to say who's the best. But uh, but yeah, we've certainly got we've certainly got a couple of candidates which I'm happy about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think everyone you you mentioned there is definitely um, in with a shout. All great players, no question about that. Um, okay, last question before we move on to the weekly sticker kick. We've been doing this now for three weeks, and it's actually proved to be quite interesting and a, just a bit of fun to do at the end of the podcast. So, who would you have in your six-a-side shinty team? Um, the only sort of rules, uh, as the regular listeners will know, is that it's only one player per team. Um, I'm not sure if you want to do it from the current crop of players or if you want to do it from players uh, during your playing time. It's entirely up to you. I'll let you decide. Well, it's uh, a bit, well, from my playing time and actually before my playing time, which uh, okay. goes back a few years and you'll, you'll, you'll understand that when you hear a couple of the names. But uh, obviously I grew up watching some some really, really good shinty from from the mid-80s, early, early 80s and onwards. So some of these guys I played against, some I just watched growing up. Uh, but to be honest, I, I didn't actually notice the bit about only allowed to pick the team from from one team. So my first team had six Kinesi players in it. So. Oh right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did I did change it. I did change it. Okay, good. So it's for to be fair to be fair to me, the the time that I got into I started playing for Kinesi first team. It was, it was very difficult to go past Kinesi players. So, uh, yeah. so to pick six, to even pick just six was quite difficult. <laughs> but anyway, my uh, my select six-a-side team would be Hugh Chisholm in goals. More. Yeah. Say, I didn't, don't think I actually ever played, in a, certainly in a first team against Hugh. I think he was finished before I got into the first team. But I remember as a wee boy watching watching the games against uh, Kinesi Newtmore games in the, in the 80s. And some of the best, some of the best chinti and some of the best finals. I particularly remember the of the '84 and then '87 when Kinesi beat Newtonmore 4-3 at an Aird. And uh, and Huey was Huey was the complete goalkeeper. He was a great shot stopper, good hitter of the ball, fearless, and uh, and yeah, just had everything as a goalkeeper. Like Rob Muir at the same time was in a in a similar vein, but uh, but yeah. Nonetheless, one of the best goalkeepers I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing this little bit of analysis because that's the bit I would normally do. But if you're doing ones from the 80s and 90s, I'm going to be absolutely <laughs> stamped. Like, so, so thanks for covering that off. Yeah, okay, no problem. Oh, okay. Do you want to move on to the defence? <laughs> yeah, so the defenders uh, would be a uh, guy that's no longer with us, I'm afraid, Nonny McInnes. Again, I played, I did manage to play against Nonny. Just as I was coming into our first team in the in the mid to late nineties, and uh, he was an excellent halfback, fullback. He read the game really well. He was he had pace. He was a fantastic shinty player, and uh, I remember his battles against Davy Anderson particularly well. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, easy pick for for me for from Oban Oban Kamak obviously, and uh, he would be my first defender. Brilliant. Do... Next one. Yeah, next one. Let's go next. Next one would be uh, Willie McRae from Sky. Again, around about the same era. Uh, 
really pacey guy, one of the fastest fastest shinty players I've ever I've ever seen in my time, uh, and he could play a bit too. But uh, again, he played at centre half for, for Sky for for most of the games I watched and and around about that time. So uh, he'd be my my second defender. Absolutely, I assume you're sticking with the traditional six aside formation, one midfielder, two forwards, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah perfect. One midfielder, two forwards, two defenders. Yeah. Perfect. No worries. Let me know your midfielder in that case. Okay. Now, playing a wee, playing with the rules here a wee bit. No My, uh, my full centre would be Dougie McIntyre, obviously from Open Cavanagh, but uh, we'll say he played for Fort William because he had a season with them, so he's okay. a Fort William player. For this exercise. Uh, you're definitely okay. playing with the rules, like you're, you're like <laughs> if you're a player, not a manager, you'd be getting chastised right now. I tell you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Doogie, Doogie was, uh, when I started playing this, in the first team, again, I played against Doogie a few times at full centre, and, uh, and well, one of the best full centres and one of the best centre players I've ever had the, I was going to say pleasure of playing against, but it wasn't much of a pleasure, it was, <laughs> a, it was a tough, tough shift. But yeah, great player, dynamic, he, could, he hit the ball well on both sides, he was very athletic. And scored scored a lot of goals from from midfield, which uh, which isn't an easy thing to do. Uh, I remember in those days, you, you know, Diggy would be playing at full centre, and when the scores came through, it was, you know, he was always in the goal scorers, and quite often with, with a couple of goals. Mm. So uh, so yeah, very very good player, and uh, that'd be my full centre. Perfect. Um, we'll move on the forwards now. Okay, first can you see player for me would be Davy Anderson, and. Uh, yeah, said it all. Over when I was growing up watching Shinty, the 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 best games for me were around about the sort of mid eighties and late eighties, and Davies battles against the uh, Brick MacArthur from Newtonmore were were uh, were excellent. That was that was the Shinty we grew up watching, and uh, and it was a, a pretty good advert for the game. Brick Brick only never got in because I was only allowed one from Newtonmore, so. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, Brick would have, would probably have made this team as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think enough has been said about Davy over the years. I don't really need to. I don't need to big him up. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> one I even. That's that. one. That's one I even know about. So <laughs> we're fine. Yeah, no worries. Do you want to move on to the second forward in that case? Yeah, and because I'm at the end of a, a laptop here and and you can't stop me, I'm having Ronald. At the <laughs> But this is it's from a different team because you know I played I played a lot of with Ronald in the second team so it's, this is from Tunisia's second team. He <laughs> actually scored a lot of good goals in our second team. Uh, that were they were different from the first team goals. So uh, and then from a slightly different position as well. So uh, yeah, we'll have, we can't not have Ronald in the sixth. I mean, team. this is an absolute flagrant disregard for the rules <laughs> of this game. Like I mean, gee whiz, if I, I had the power to enact it. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't pick a, I can't pick a forward line without having two players in it. Okay, okay, fine, fine, whatever. There's nothing I can do. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I might just put Jack McDonald Bewley in it just to, <laughs> just instead. Okay. I'll, I'll still get grief from lots of guys I didn't put in. So. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Okay, perfect. Thanks very much for that. Uh, albeit you didn't stick to the rules, you did at least give six players. Um, so thanks very much. The last thing we tend to do in these podcasts is the weekly sticker kick. And essentially it's just if you could change one thing about Shinty or uh, introduce a new rule, 
get rid of something you hate. It doesn't necessarily have to be something from the rule book. It can be something that you just don't like about the game. Um, then please let me know what that would be. Well, I'll, I'll probably get a bit of a, a bit of abuse for this as well because it's it's something I've probably done a lot through my career, <laughs> which was uh, was referee players refereeing from uh, from on the pitch, and uh, I wish it would be. I wish it was. I wish it was dealt with a bit more severely. I hate to hear players, you know, refereeing and, and mm-hmm. coaching the referee all the way through the game, complaining about every decision. So, as I say, it's maybe a bit of a contentious one, but I wish it would be dealt with in a, a slightly sterner manner, and 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 we could get we could get an end to it. And not saying not saying none of our players do it, but I don't think uh, I don't think we do to the to the extent of some other clubs. Yeah. And, what, what, uh, what clubs are you thinking of there, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get used. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. As I say, no, no clubs uh, entirely uh, innocent, but I think uh, it's something I'd like to see dealt with a bit better. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's something that everyone can get behind. Um, well, that sort of brings us to the end of the podcast, John. So all that's left for me to do is say thank you very much for joining me. No problem at all. Good to be here. Thanks. You've just listened to another episode of the Half Swing Shinty Podcast. This week's episode was sponsored by Telecoms. My thanks go to my guest this week, John Gibson, as well as to you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at HalfSwingPod and pass the podcast to your mates. It's the only way we're going to be able to grow the podcast. And I would also like to thank Glasgow band Pizza Crunch for letting us use their single Coma Inducing Gibberish as the intro to the pod. You can check them out on Spotify. They just had a gig for the first time in a while a couple of weeks ago, so you should check them out whenever you get the chance. My final thanks, as always, go to Fergie McDonald for letting us use the Shinty Referee to play us out. By the shore, Glenorchy, Owen, Celtic, Arnamurchan, and Strathglass, Kilmorry, Bute, Lorne, and around the Brenda Pass. There's Midder, Gail, Boleskin, and Glengarry near Loch Ness, Strachar, and Lochside Rovers, Copper Bay, and Inverness. With his whistle and his stopwatch on the kilt above his knee, is the roughest, toughest man around Shinty River. With his whistle and his stopwatch on the kilt above his knee, is the roughest.